Welcome, everyone, to the podcast, Spark the Genius. I'm your host, Spark the Genius, and I'm here to spark the genius within you. And I was just uh, starting to have a little conversation with today's guest, Diana Winkler, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. we should start recording this, because this is good. We were talking about using time. Um, so, all right, today is Saturday, April 16th. It's 1.21 p.m. my time, but Diana, I think... For you, it's like 10.21 a.m., is that correct? Correct, yeah. Arizona has their oh. own time zone. Wait, their own? It's not even like California time zone? Well, it's weird. Like, right now, we match California, but um, later in the year, we will match Colorado. So it's it's really hard to Does deal it with. Like daylight savings? Yes. Like what, how do, it would and, it changes during daylight savings and so the only other state that does that is I think Indiana. Parts of Indiana does that. But where we, it has its own time zone. Its own time zone. <laughs> like that how how much like ego do you have to have to go, you know what, I have my own time zone. The world has to maybe I should start having a spark the genius time zone and they'll be like, What time <laughs> you know, what time do you want to meet? I'm like, Well, my time it's uh you know, it's three 12 a.m. right now or I don't know what whatever just some arbitrary time that's it from now on I've there, there's people say what time zone I'm like I'm STG spark the genius time and they'll be like what is that I'm like it's I it changes every day it's hard to tell you I'll just, <laughs> just have to message me in the morning and see what time it is depending on how much sleep I got um, so yeah so um, well first first of all I've decided what I want to do with my podcast is start off by acknowledging the audience and saying thank you uh, for listening because I know your time is valuable and I'm trying to come up with a name for my tribe I was thinking maybe calling the listeners sparklers because they're like little Ooh. sparklers or they could be sparks but I'm sparks so it doesn't really work or sparkies but then you sound like a puppy um, so sparklers for now or geniuses hello geniuses because I've noticed I that, like that. Uh, you like the geniuses mm -hmm. yeah see the genius part is kind of just something I th I wanted to be called spark like like pink or sting, like just a one-syllable name and something visual. So I liked Spark, but I could never own spark.com or anything. So I added the genius so that I could have the domain. But also, it's sort of summed up. Because I didn't want to be like, like there's Tyler, the creator. And I'm like, oh, I like that, you know. But, you know, he creates. But I, I, I do, I create, but I'm also everything. But I thought it could all boil down to, you know, you can be a genius at anything you do kind of thing. So... And it's also, that's the way I help people. I spark the genius within you. Blah, blah, blah. But even <laughs> though that's the minor part of the name, maybe that's, yeah, hey, geniuses. Like baby geniuses, like that movie, Baby Geniuses. Um, all right, so Diana votes for, uh, for geniuses. But you guys can vote. I'm trying to figure out how to communicate with my community. I, I'm starting a Facebook group, and the idea will be that uh, you know, after the podcast, if we can meet in the group and we can discuss maybe once a week like or once a day, I don't know what, talk about what we learned today. This is all just stuff I'm thinking of doing, and, and maybe I'll do it. So we'll, we'll see what the group thinks, what they want to be called. Like Lady Gaga calls her people uh, the little monsters for some reason. I don't know if she has a <laughs> Facebook group and she communes with them. Uh, but whatever. So, yeah, so I want to say it all in my group. And then I was also thinking I would tell uh, the audience, like, you know, here, here's the plan. Like, if you if you're gonna do what I do, you'll get up every morning, go for a walk or a jog for an hour, and you'll listen to a podcast. And maybe that's you, what you'd listen to. You listen to this show every morning for an hour, or while you go to sleep. Those are the two times I listen to podcasts. And then, uh, yeah, so that's part of the community that I'm I'm building. Um, and so uh, today, and another thing I thought of just before we started this podcast was, you know what? I should let the guests introduce themselves because who knows themselves better than themselves, right? So I could be like, oh, mm -hmm. Diana Winkler, who are you? Tell us about yourself. Hey, guys. I'm, I'm a singer-songwriter, and I'm an abuse advocate, and I am host of the Wounds of the Faithful podcast. Yeah, and so that's the short story. No, I like that. That's your elevator pitch. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are watching on the video platform of your choice. I was going to say on YouTube, but I don't even want to... Why am I selling YouTube? I don't own YouTube. YouTube doesn't own... And it's not helping me. So I'm like, it's a video. Exactly. Maybe you're watching on YouTube, but there could be other platforms out there. So if those of you are watching, you can see she's got a sign behind her. Those of you who are listening, uh, I will describe it. So let's see. She uh, it, it doesn't fit all in the frame, but it's, I guess, DSW Ministries and Diana Winkler. And then she's got DSWMinistries.org. 
and it says public speaker, voice teacher, and what's the word actor or me- what's the T O R for mending the soul? A facilitator. Oh, facilitator for mending the soul. So you were saying you're an abuse advocate. I I'm going to assume that doesn't mean you you approve of abuse and you advocate for it. Oh no, quite the opposite. <laughs> is I'm I'm advocating for those that are abused. Right. And right. so mending the soul is like a, a small group uh, to talk about all kinds of abuse and process that abuse and and heal from it. Yeah, I mean it sounds. I mean, I'm I'm I'll assume you probably went through some kind of abuse. Yes, I'm a survivor myself. Okay, yeah. So what Tony Robbins uh, does that I've noticed in his documentaries and his videos, he'll he'll always say, you know, what's your issue? It's like, well, I was abused. Like, okay, well, how are we going to turn that around? Make it a positive. Now you're going to help people who are abused or survived, whatever it is. And that's how you turn. Dean Graciosi says, turn your mess into your message. So, so that's that's what you've done. That's very cool. So I guess. we could start with that. It's always hard to know when people are so multi-talented and stuff, where to, where to go. Um, so you say it's a group, like how do, how does this group meet? Well, before the pandemic, of course, we talk about everything pre pandemic and post pandemic. Yeah. I was, uh, teaching these groups in, uh, in the church that I belong to. And then after the pandemic, we all switched to zoom and, so I can help anybody in the world with the Zoom, of course, across yeah. multiple time zones. Yes, yeah, even my time zone. Yeah. Yes. So we um, have people all over the world uh, meeting in groups of four with myself and my co-facilitator, Kelly. Well, that's cool. And so originally it was... And, and this is like for people to overcome abuse. So like you would sort of advertise it in your city and people would come and now you sort of advertise it online and people can be like, oh, they can come from anywhere. Is, Absolutely. Wow. It's Absolutely. funny because I think about before the pandemic a couple of years ago, I mean, the Internet existed, but I don't know if it ever occurred to me to take a class online or to run workshops yeah. on Zoom. I don't think I'd heard of Zoom. Like, and again... It was all possible, probably, but it was always just like, oh, is there a stand-up class across the street from me? Where can I do it? And now it's like, of course, I run groups online or I interview people on my podcast online. Or Actually, I did that a few times before, but the... no, actually, I don't think I did. Maybe I did on Skype or something, but the technology, what well, I don't know. It, it feels like we've advanced since then, and it's just assumed. It's almost the default now. But, you know, we'll, well assume we've it's pivoted. A... Our yes, whole we... lives have pivoted. Yeah, I like the pivot, though, because it gives us a chance to i mean you know you're in arizona and then we're just talking and it's not even a question like oh what do you mean you're going to interview me online over the for a podcast because that's uh, even in the tv shows like when when everybody had started interviewing people remotely jimmy kimmel or jimmy fallon they're interviewing people over skype and i'm like oh well that's what i wanted to do so now they're doing it so it's totally legit you don't have to sure come to my theater so uh that's cool so um and, and i mean how long ago did you start doing your abuse groups like did you decide here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do these groups like how did that all come about the uh the men in the soul groups i started doing them about five years ago when i came out of my abusive situation there really wasn't any resources in 2008 for somebody like me and i tried to start my own my own kind of a group like a like a bible study or you know a support group on my own but you know just the doors kept closing and i thought well i know that i i was meant to help other people who have been abused and it wasn't until i joined the the church that i'm a part of right now with my now husband brian that I asked the pastor's wife, "Hey, can I, can I start like a Bible study or something for abuse survivors?" And she's like, "Well, we already, we already have a ministry for that. I'd like to invite you to come in, and you know, join the group." And so I took the group myself as a participant, and I thought, "Oh well, I I'm already healed from my abuse." You know, this was this was a long time ago, but I realized there were things that 
you know, the corners were not swept out. There were rooms that I had not gone into. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed with with the group. They talk about every kind of abuse. And I didn't know that I was even being abused when I was in the situation. And discovered all the all the different kinds of abuses. Emotional, physical, spiritual... You know, everybody knows about physical abuse and sexual abuse, but emotional abuse is very valid and very damaging. Uh, you know, you learn about gaslighting and narcissism and, you know, what what does a, an abuser look like? Right. It, it's not, you know, people think an abuser is some ugly person or... Some guy hiding in the bushes waiting to to pounce on you. It's usually people that you know, mm-hmm. people that you trust, people that you may love who are your abuser. Um, my abuser was very prominent in society, and you know, he looked really great on the outside in public, but behind closed doors, it was a whole different story. And Mending the Soul was started by a ethics and theology professor here in Arizona, Stephen Tracy, and then his wife is a trauma counselor. And so they they had some abuse from people that they knew that were missionaries overseas, and they had no resources over there. And so that inspired them to start this curriculum that lay people could go through and do these groups and help people to heal from any kind of abuse. Because not everybody in the world can afford private counseling services. It's very expensive, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've even looked into therapy and stuff, and you're like, ugh. And when you're already stressed, you're like, can I afford, like, do I need the extra stress of paying for this kind of thing? Uh, yeah, yeah so that's- you can't, you can't always afford the rest of the world cannot afford what the United States and and Canada can afford Mm -hmm. but they need help and it doesn't mean that mending the soul or groups similar to that replaces counseling because if you have mental health issues I'm not a mental health facilitator I'm not I'm not a doctor I'm not a pharmacist I can't do those things but I can walk with you I can yeah. I can cry with you. I can understand what you went through. I can you know, I can just sit and listen to your story. I can say I believe you. I'm yeah. here for you if you need me. And I think I can do those things. Those are yeah, it, those are very important and I think um my mom recently sent me an article. I was talking about like, you know, am I a life coach and stuff? And there was an article about like life coaches. I guess it was an exposé on TV about um a lot of them are scams or whatever like or 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 you know the reporter would secretly contact the life coach the life coach would be like no no you don't need therapy stick with me or whatever so it's important to distinguish between the two like if you need like a licensed doctor or therapist right. I mean, that's one thing and and in addition or maybe instead or whatever like a support group can be useful like a a lot of times there's people starting groups that are just for people in similar situations to talk to each other and, and feel heard and feel seen and that's that's definitely valid as well and that's what i hope to create and, and and like to be a part of just to feel less alone and have people to talk to and um so i mean that's that's a great thing that that exists for sure uh, so i'm glad yeah, i'm definitely trained we yeah. go through a training process i went on in person to a weekend uh, training and then I did some additional online trainings and we're can you know mending this all the the folks that are in charge they're they're constantly offering additional trainings for the facilitators mm. so that we don't have any training we do it's no, no, just no, we're sure. not doctors yeah, yeah. Um, know what you're getting into yeah like you know what what people are qualified right to do how 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 to how to facilitate the group. There are certain rules in the group that everyone has to follow. One, it's you do not repeat anything that goes on in the group. Okay, yep. Everything it has to be confidential. You're not going to go and spill your guts 
if you think so-and-so is going to go blab your junk to everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's yes. (laughs) You know, you don't, you don't uh, try and fix somebody. You don't, you don't shove Bible verses down their throat. You don't, you know, diminish what their abuse is, those kind of things. There's, there's safe ways and then there's not so safe ways. So we definitely get some extra training in that. And some people have told me that the men in the soul groups have done more for their healing than going to a professional counselor, which is pretty weird. It's interesting because I've been thinking about that lately. Like, you know, what would I learn from a life coach or Tony Robbins, who's not a doctor? Like, even when I was in university, I remember psych profs going, oh, Tony Robbins, he's not, you know, he's not a doctor. None of this is scientific. But I don't know. I'm becoming disillusioned the more I read about universities and, and, and trained people like there is training but especially with psychology and stuff i don't know necessarily that uh, that that there's only one answer like you have to go to a licensed doctor therapist uh and and you know another person just offering to listen to you they're not valid or whatever i think there's there's valid things every like you know it it depends on the the medicine i guess like i would want if i needed heart surgery i would definitely want a qualified heart surgeon mm-hmm. uh but uh and yeah and i'm sure there's i'm sure coaches that are taking advantage of people and all that kind of thing but i think i don't know just just the 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 in my old age and wisdom i start to think you know what maybe not everything has to be necessarily like well unless you're a you have a phd in this you don't know anything about it like there's different ways to learn different ways to help people um and and if something makes you feel good, then that's that's valid. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I've got to sign up for this online therapist, otherwise I can't feel any better about myself, or I can't can't feel any support. So that well, I'd like to say that there are many different ways of healing. Not everybody heals the same way, and some people they don't do well in group therapy. Right. They don't like talking. They don't like talk therapy. There are other ways to heal, like with animals. You know, taking care of animals or mm nature or you know some people like music yeah or art there's many different forms of art that are very healing that yeah, there's, create there's expression there's music therapists mm-hmm. or you know whether you use one or whether you just take an art class or you know and, and i know even just going for a walk every day makes me feel better once i get out of the house and i I'm like in the sunshine, I'm like, okay, I feel better. And for sure, if, if I stop and pet a dog, I feel better. So all of these things, exactly. you know, you can learn yourself. Like, do I feel better when I'm walking a dog? Then do it. Like, you don't need a doctor's prescription to walk a dog or to go outside. And then it also makes me realize, you know what? We're all kind of on our own in this world. There's no doctor that's going to sit there. Like, what people say, like, oh, you know, oh, my doctor's going to get mad at me because I've been not eating well or whatever your doctor really doesn't i mean maybe you know maybe they care but it's on it's on you like it's not like it's either you care and you do it or they'll be like all right well you're you're gonna have a heart attack that's it like it's not about Mm -hmm. you know like i make the joke too it's like uh uh-oh if i spent money my accountant will be mad your accountant does not care nobody cares maybe if you've got a spouse they care but even they probably don't care like it's Everybody's got their own problems. So you got to take control of your stuff and feel like, okay, do you like walking dogs? Then do it. Don't wait for your doctor to say, go, go pet a dog or whatever. That's um, right. You're in charge of your own destiny and your own life and take but, the step, you know. But, but we are social creatures and I feel best when I'm talking to people or part of a community. So if that makes you feel better, seek it out. If, if being part of the Spark the Geniuses makes you feel better, then that's that's legit. Join the Facebook group, you know, yeah. uh, talk to whatever. Like, was was mend, uh, mending the soul? So you're saying somebody in your church in your town started that? Or is it like an international group? Or... Oh, it's international, yeah. Stephen Tracy. In fact, um, I was just at a Mending the Soul luncheon where they report on all the things that they're doing all over the world. Like, they'll take groups to places like the Congo, you know, where it's the rape capital of the world, and war, and Ebola, and, you know, guerrilla warfare, and recently they had volcanoes, and they don't have any mental health services. They don't have doctors. Some of these villages, they don't have anything. And what they'll do is they'll go in, 
to these villages, they find the leaders in the villages, whether it's a pastor or a mayor or, you know, a, a, you know, witch doctor, whoever, any, any kind of a leader, sometimes they're doctors, some Papa Smurf, whatever. Yeah. Know. Papa Smurf, whatever the leadership is in that community, Many the soul takes a team down there and trains them. They're there for like a couple weeks. They train them in how to lead these groups. So is this kind of like a missionary thing, I guess? It's like, you know, people like convert to... Is, what religion would you say this it's is? Not, it's not a evangelistic type of a, a group. It is faith-based, Christian-based. Christian but many the soul is primarily trying to get people to heal from whatever trauma or abuse it is. It's not, I want to force you to convert to whatever. Yeah. And there's different, like I'm Jewish, so I don't, so Christianity, like there's different kinds, right? I guess. Yes, like, there are different denominations. And so like I've had like Mormons in my, in my groups and, or people with different faiths, like, like Jewish community. We talk about spiritual things. We talk about, Okay, whatever faith you have is going to be damaged by abuse. So we're going to talk about spiritual things. Because for me as a Christian, when I went through my abuse, it was like, well, maybe God doesn't care about me. I'm not going to pray anymore. I'm not going to go and, and read the scriptures anymore. I'm not going to go to church anymore because, well... God's an all-powerful God, and, and maybe he doesn't care about me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to, I'm going to abandon my faith, that kind of a thing. Now, I didn't, I didn't abandon my faith. I questioned, yep. why did this happen to me? And some people have to reconstruct. Well, okay, God didn't cause the abuse. It was caused by human beings who are selfish and evil and they're the ones that abused you. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, anybody can, can join the Men in the Soul groups. A lot of people in Africa are Muslim. But we talk about those faith and spiritual things. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, part I... of healing. You are a spiritual person. You are a soul. You have a body. So you have to deal with not only the physical or the emotional, but also the spiritual because... We are spiritual beings, right? Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, your website is DSW Ministries, I guess, Diana, middle Correct. name, Winkler. And then, so, you know, you go to your church, but you've also got your own ministries? Or what is your, like, have you, like, what's your business? Well, I'm a musician. Yeah. So one of the tools that I use for healing is music. Yeah. And music was a huge part of, of my healing journey because even like if I was in the middle of my abuse or let's say I wasn't talking to God, God, I'm mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the couch, but I haven't moved out yet kind of a thing. Music was still there for me because I've, I've been a musician since I was in kindergarten. Music was still there. I could still be healed by the power of music yeah god could still speak to me through the music even even though okay i'm not i'm not talking to you right now i'm not going to church or i'm not reading the scriptures or anything like that yeah i still had music and so that is a huge part of of my ministry is i write music uh, my husband's a musician brian and uh, behind the camera here is his custom drum set and all the other instruments we have in here i've got yeah when when you told me you're like a songwriter i'm like oh so i made sure my guitar was beside me today and i haven't tuned it <laughs> i don't know my sister tells me that oh you can tune things with a like an uh, like an iphone app now i'm like i didn't know that like i i thought i have to get new batteries for my old tuner i bought 30 years ago but oh yeah see it's out of tune um but i love music and i haven't played songs in a long time but that's one thing i want to do it makes me feel better i'm going to start 
maybe doing a song for TikTok every day or something and that, that kind of thing. So, so yeah, as a Jew, like, I don't know about ministry. So, like, can I just, if I started, like, you know, say, could I start the Spark the Genius ministry? And that would just sort of mean, like, a, it's my support group for people. Like, is that what a ministry is? Yeah, ministry means that you are investing into somebody else and you're coming alongside of them and helping them rather than, okay, my goal is to be rich and make money. As you know, like in a business sense, a ministry is more, my focus is to help those people, my, oh, my, my target folks. Maybe so this, yes, you could. Maybe like this it, podcast could now be called like how to start a ministry, how to minister to others. Right, exactly. So yeah, you certainly can start your own ministry and you, you pick who you want to help and all right, Spark the Genius Ministries. <laughs> it is officially founded. And uh, anybody, I've been saying, like, I've been trying to boil it down to, like, what what is this about? What am I doing? It's like I, I'm trying to help people become happy, healthy, and wealthy. Because I feel like those are the three kind of pillars. Um, and it starts with being happy. Like, if you're happy, that's everything, really. Like, you don't even need the others. But you do need to be healthy. Uh, because if you're not healthy, then nothing else matters also and then wealthy is just Ooh, fun yeah. uh you know if you're happy and healthy hey why not be rich because then you can go buy twitter or whatever elon musk is up <laughs> i was thinking about that today like somebody tweeted sort of as a joke like elon musk has 300 billion dollars he could give a billion dollars to every american but instead he's buying twitter and he's like wait what that math isn't right and he's like and then he, his second tweet is i can't believe people think i was being serious whatever but then i started thinking about it 300 billion means let me think. A billion is a thousand million. Anyway, so even 300,000... Uh, yeah, $300,000 would be a lot of dollars if I had $300,000. Or if I had a million dollars, that would be a lot of money. But he's got 300... No, he's got 3,000 million... Anyways, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's hard to wrap your head around. But I would like that and see what, what happens. Um, I was yeah. watching a little YouTube video yesterday, and the guy was... Uh, it was like a panel on Fox News, and, and, and one of the guys was saying, you know what, this is just a good lesson for young kids. It's like, you know, you get successful, you've got FU money. You can decide, hey, I'm not happy with Twitter, I'm going to buy it. Like, if you can get that kind of money, it gives you power to be like, I don't, uh, I don't need to take your crap. So uh, please donate all the money you have to Spark the Genius Ministries, and I <laughs> promise to use it for only good, uh, as defined by me. Um, were, you, were you working a job before you became public speaker, voice teacher, facilitator? Oh, I, I still work a day job. I, um, I've had this ministry for 11 years, and my accountant says, you know, I've never made a profit. Um, <laughs> See, I'm not a thing. very good marketer, okay? I'm not a very good... Um, I'm not very good at social media and, and, and marketing myself, so that's probably my my downfall, but... Yes. I'm on a podcast right now. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm on a lot of podcasts. I have my own podcast, and uh, but you know the the whole algorithm thing. It's you, it's you tough know about that. It's tough. But it's also, um, it's always changing. So I feel like you can't beat yourself up. Like, why didn't I get big on social media 20 years ago? Well, there was no social media 20 years ago. Well, you could have been big on Vine five years ago, and now it doesn't exist. So you can always shift it up today. Like. I uh, today I uh, just on my Facebook uh, feed this woman showed up uh, with some funny or well, not a funny but it was a video saying you know I I asked my husband why he never took cute uh, candid photos of me but then he, you know and then he showed me and then it's like all these candid photos he took and it's sad music and it's like oh my god he was taking photos of her all along and but <laughs> I, I I was like oh I'll follow her let me check her out and it looked like she's got a profile but her profile is fifty five thousand followers and so I messaged her and I was like hey sent her a little video saying, so you have a profile? Because I'm always trying to figure out, do I use my profile or my page? And and she sent me back. I haven't read the whole thing, but it was something like, yeah, I was using a page, but now you can, uh, on your profile, you can, uh, Facebook lets you become a digital creator where you can make money from your reels, even from your personal profile. And I don't think we have that in Canada yet, but, but that's a whole new thing, right? So this whole thing where it's page or profile, which I've been googling for 10 years it's like it might be moot now because it's always changing so just you know decide what's big today reels are big now they love reels so i i was thinking for instagram i'll just produce reels like forget wasting time posting photos or little videos like here everything's a 10 second reel if that's what they want to promote if that's what people like watching then do that and then 
but I also want to turn this podcast into a reel. Maybe this will be the reel. This will be my one-minute reel right now. Uh, uh, you know, it's the clip from the podcast. Um, you know, and today's tip on the podcast is, uh, I don't know, how to get big on Instagram or how to turn your podcast clip into a reel. I don't know. Um, I can't keep up, to be honest with you, on the, no. you know, yeah, the trends. But then I just I also, show up, you know, just, I show, just up. show up and do it. Just do it. And that's what I was thinking, too. It's like, you know what? It's it's too much to worry about everything. You can just whatever you're doing, you're doing. If you want to be if you have a podcast, then that's your thing. If you like posting on Instagram, then that's your thing. You don't also need to be on Twitch and TikTok and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest. It's like just just work on, you know, one thing and the people will find you and and, uh, and, it, and it's fine. So don't stress about it. That's another lesson today if anybody's taking notes so we can say these are the takeaways from the podcast in the description below um yeah i so do you... have a day job because yep. there's no way i could pay my bills right that's what i was gonna say yeah be creative and i don't want to you know just compromise on my art to no. make money and it's not true to myself you know what i'm saying i talked about this in my last episode none of which I've posted for the past few months, but I'll get on that. Um, but uh, I, I was saying that what I've learned, I think it was from Ty Lopez. He said a while ago that, you know, you don't have to, not everything you do has to make money. Like, you know, say you own a condo, you don't have to rent that out for money. You can make money other ways. And that kind of told me that, yeah, you know what? It's not, if you have a day job to pay the bills, great. And then you can do your podcast or your speaking or whatever. And don't stress about, oh, you know, people say, oh, you've got to make money doing what you love. If your podcast isn't making money, don't do it. It's like, I, I don't agree with that. I think you can make money mm -hmm. in different ways. Whatever you got to do to make money or to live as, as well as you can, uh, then do that. And also do the rest of the stuff. You don't have to monetize everything. It can be fun to do a podcast or your TikTok videos. Um, well, yeah, so there's no rules. If you're you know. an independent musician, which I am, and you're an independent podcaster, I own my website and... Uh, I own my podcast, and I can do anything I want. I don't have to follow somebody else's rules. I can. That's the thing. You be don't as have to. As I want. Yeah, you don't have to be like, oh God, I better do a podcast on something that sponsors will want to sponsor, so I exactly. can make enough money. Like none of that, because I was listening to a podcast interview recently with Josh Peck, who starred in uh, Drake and Josh when he was a kid, like some big Nickelodeon. It was the biggest show, maybe in history, or on Nickelodeon or something. But he was saying like he only made about a hundred grand a year. And that didn't go far in L.A. where he was helping his mom pay for her bills and stuff. So even as a top Hollywood star, he still barely made enough money to live and now is doing YouTubing and podcast. Like, he has to do other things. So even if you were a top podcaster or whatever, like, you know, there's some that make millions of dollars mm -hmm. from it, but it's very rare. And even if you're a Hollywood star, a lot of these people are also real estate agents, like actors. or Like, you, you find different ways to bring in money and then you have sort of different spokes to your wheel like you know you are a public speaker and a voice teacher and you can bring in little money in different ways like the irs says that every multimillionaire has at least seven streams of income or the average one right. it's but it's like your accountant no and your accountant might be like yeah your, your podcast isn't making money so i don't i don't care hey like that's not that's not what the podcast is for i'm not relying on this because it's you do it because you love it uh you know if every if every podcast made tons of money everybody would just be doing podcasts because it's fun yeah i would love to quit my job i would love to be a yeah. full-time musician or a full-time podcaster but that's a long game yeah no so you uh, just yeah exactly that's i think gary fee says that too you could do it for 10 years building it up but i mean you still got to eat in the meantime so my uh, husband has been sick for the last two years and he lost his job he used all of his fmla up so i am the only FMLA? one that's working Oh, that's right. You're in Canada. That's that's um, something that employers give you time off without pay, without yeah. you losing your job. Okay. So he used up all of his yeah, FMLA, which is 90 days that you can you can take off like bits and pieces of time. Yeah. Um, you know, to go to the doctor or you, you can't get up in the morning because you're, you know, barfing in the toilet. Yeah. Uh, you can use those little bits and pieces to to take time off without losing your job. But you only get 90 days. And yes. that's what happened is he used it all up and now he's not working. And so I'm the only one bringing an income. And so there's a lot of weight on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. So I can't quit my day job. <laughs> what is your day job? I work in healthcare. 
in, um, in pharmacy claims, medical oh, okay. claims. Well, that's all. That all ties in together. It's funny. I listen to this podcast called Don't Keep Your Day Job. It's all about, like, you know, f follow your dreams. But, but I, I heard her recently yeah. saying, by the way, and I think she changed the name for a bit to the Kathy Heller show, but now it's back to Don't Keep Your Day Job with Kathy Heller. She probably realized, oh, yeah, nobody knows who the heck I am. Um, but she, she was saying that it's, that was the catchy title she chose, but it didn't mean you have to quit your day job. And you know, it was more that you can make, well, it's the idea of do your passion and maybe make some money from passion or whatever. But I, you know, people can also keep their jobs. Like it's, and now I'm like, now you tell me I left my job because of this podcast. Oh man, you should have said, keep your day job, whatever. But yeah, everybody's got different things. Um, and, and that's the thing I learned too. Like I was working a really cool job in advertising and I kept telling myself, Oh, I better, you know, I better leave because I want to be a comedian or a screenwriter. But now I'm like, I could have done that job and then done my comedy in the evenings or anything. I could have become a psychology professor and then done some open mics. Like you don't need to quit everything and say, all I do is comedy all day. Cause unless you're Kevin Hart, you're not making enough money just from that. And even he would have to be hustling all the time. Like it, I think it's good to have different prongs, like sources of income, different jobs, different things you got going on so that um, you're not relying all on one thing that could fall apart. But you mentioned something earlier about time management. Well, I can't, yeah, that's what I we were can't talking do about this because I can't do this thing because I need to prep for my, my, my comedy improv. I've got to make my jokes. I've got, you know, to, to get, you know, psyched up in my, in my head to do this routine. The same thing with music or, or podcasting or whatever passion you have, you have to prepare. You have to be practicing your piano or practicing your, your vocal exercises, or you have to be doing the scripts and inviting guests, as you know, and doing the research, doing the show notes. All those things take time, right? So, yeah, that because so having a full time job and doing the podcast, that's another job for me. <laughs> it is, yeah, exactly. That's the thing, time, and and that's why the past couple episodes I've been like, thank you, audience, for your time, and thank you, guest, for blessing me with an hour of your time, because it's like that's our most valuable resource. And now I realize, yeah, that's kind of everything. Like it's it's of course, if we had all the time in the universe, then uh, sure, I mean, you can do anything, but because just before. Uh, we started recording, I was saying, yeah, I was supposed to be, like somebody asked me to door knock for a politician today from one to four, and I had to do a Zoom uh, improv class just before this call, and I'm like, uh, you know, so I, and I, I mean, I did it, I enjoyed it, it was fun, but she wanted me to sit in and give her, and I'm like, why? This is her business running these improv classes. Why am I, you know, I, I have this thing where I feel like, oh yeah, I should help people every time somebody asks me to do something, but I, I should be more strict with my time. And so I'm not doing the politician door knock because first of all, I want to be my own politician. Why am I helping other people? And second of all, <laughs> I've got my class, my stand-up class tomorrow. So I don't have, I, it's just going to stress me out. Like I spend three hours doing that. Now it becomes four hours walking there and back. And then, and now I've got nothing for my class. So I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to be strict with my time. And then uh, when we were talking about this before, I said, oh, we should record this because you were starting to say, yeah, it's hard to manage your time. How do you do all your different things? One thing that I keep coming back to is on the James Altucher show, he was saying that everybody's like, well, how did you write a book, James? Like, it's so, it takes so much time. He's like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, for example, if you, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, now you have another 180 hours of time to write a book. Like, yeah, so we do. Not on Facebook all freaking day. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, every time I open it and now I'm watching reels of a woman with her husband's pictures of her. Why do I, why did I? <laughs> You know, there's there's people out there in the world that we need the audience. There's people that will spend time watching the reels. But if you're like us and you want to create, you don't have time to watch people's reels about her husband taking pictures of her. And and that time just sucks away. So, like, I'm sure if I actually boiled down what time I use during the day, and I've done this before, like a few years ago with, with a woman uh, – I was sort of dating. We, we sat down twice to make a schedule from seven to eight. You get up and do your exercise. Eight to nine, you buy your stocks. Nine to 10, you interview somebody for podcast. 10 to 11, you draw a cartoon. I never did any of that schedule, but it kind of showed me what you could do during the day if you're strict with the time. Um, and I want to start doing the daily podcast so that, you know, this will take an hour to record or whatever it is. But then I have to go add the descriptions to the files and I pick a screenshot for the thumbnail and, uh, and put it on YouTube mm -hmm. and like it, all it's that takes maybe another hour or something. And, 
Um, so I just have to be strict about the time and, and, but, and do it. But I could do it if I'm not door knocking for someone else. So it's all about... So you were, I guess you were saying, like, do you have any tricks on how do you manage the time and your day job and your other multiple jobs and your ministries and all that? Yes, there's... I have to have a schedule. There's no way around that. Mm. I have to have a very strict schedule since I am dealing with my husband's illness and his dealing with his doctors and I'm I'm doing everything, <laughs> juggling yeah. everything. I've got a garden, Ooh. and I have you know my full time job and it's open enrollment season so we were for four months we were working overtime 10 hours a day uh, tips and tricks for time management yeah I uh, decided to hire a social media manager because Ooh. I did not I did not want to spend all this time on social media doing all the posting I didn't have time for it I don't enjoy it I like yep. interacting with people but I don't like the process of doing the posting and coming up with the, the right graphics and all that stuff. No. So I I hired a social media manager and yeah, they're they're getting we're getting some getting some people that are interacting with the posts. Um how did you find this manager? Are they like Oh, it was just country? interviewing a few different people that I could afford. There's some people are like 500 bucks a month, which I can't afford yeah. on my salary. Uh, but this other company, uh, Social Nova, they have like a, a starter package for 95 a month that, you know, they got, you get three different social media platforms of your choosing and you know, you give them access to a Google Drive and you put all of your, all the stuff on there like photos and maybe some podcast episodes or your, your bio and stuff. And, and then they go to work and they post for you. Oh, that's fun. So, Did you just, were you just Googling social yeah, media managers and you picked a few? Because I was like drowning. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. not getting anywhere. So I decided to do that. Um, I have a huge yard and... Uh, since my husband's sick on disability, I I can't have him in the front yard mowing the grass and <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you know people are watching you know even if he's feeling well for the day no you you can't go out there and fix the sprinklers because somebody's taking pictures uh, <laughs> oh for the insurance big trouble. kind of thing oh yeah insurance fraud they think well if you're you're on disability you're not dis you're not disabled you're not sick because you're out front with the lawnmower. So I was yeah. doing that all summer last year and it gets 120 degrees here in the summer. And I'm up at 6 a.m. every every weekend out there watering the plants and and mowing the grass. And so I decided this year, I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Uh, so I hired a, um, a landscaper this year to do my yard. That's good. And if I have to eat beans and rice, I I am glad I spent the money. It um, yeah. So I pay them eighty bucks a, eighty bucks once a month for them to come in and, and weed whack and pull weeds and um and that takes a lot off of my plate because like I said my yard is a quarter acre. It's it's pretty wow. big. And I do the garden myself, which that's I'm trying to find ways to make that a quicker process. I've got an automatic watering system. Um, Could you get a garden that's like, what do they call it? Like when it's uh, plants that are native to the area, so you don't even have to water it or whatever. They just, they yeah, like I have, like for decoration, I have fire stick, aloe vera and elephant's food, which are very hard to kill. At least in my yard, I kill everything. With, um, I accept the challenge. I will try to kill your fire stick. I will destroy oh, it. Yeah. That's my Schwarzenegger. Voice. I have killed, I don't know how many rose bushes, so I gave up rose bushes. But as far as for a, a vegetable garden, yes, I have to plant exactly what will grow in my area. If, mm -hmm. um, well, that's, that's I have to follow the rules, so I had to take a class on how to... Yeah grow vegetables here in Phoenix because it's very different from growing vegetables on the East Coast or whatever. 
So that's another thing. But so it's um, not rules like there's a law. It's just you mean the, the no, rules it's of the nature. Rules. If you want this plant to live, you'd right. you'd better yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same thing. Uh, don't just don't just shoot at the hip and just put stuff in the ground because um, yeah, you're not gonna you're gonna starve because we we eat out of our garden now. Thank that's God. Good. Well, that's what they say. To, I mean, um, that saves money. It's inflation. All it that. does. Every, and every the supply chain. Supply chain <laughs> the issues. Supply chain issues. Um, yeah. So I, that's, I got scared when the pandemic started and I started the garden. But yeah, uh, so that's that's one aspect of my life. And then with the music, um, you know, I was in a few bands with my husband and we were we were doing cover stuff and we were doing... Uh, originals my most recent band we were in it was a, uh, a blues band uh, dead giveaway and we were in the process of redoing one of my blues songs that I wrote and it's it's about abuse of course and they said oh we need to, we need to take this you know take this down a key and maybe slow it down and make it bluesier sounding and I said, "Oh, this will be great! I've got a blues band. We can we can redo the song." That's when the pandemic started, and I had you know no band. <laughs> so, so who who said you should take it down a key? You had a producer. Oh, he was he was the um, the the leader of the band. He's the the lead guitarist, and he's yeah. um, Dennis Rush, and he's very successful and uh, well known guitarist and in the uh, the rock world nice. so i respect his opinion and so i was all excited oh we're gonna we're gonna write some new music together and we're gonna redo my my blues my blues song break these chains and then all of a sudden the lockdown happened yep. and my husband got sick and so i have nobody to help me create this music and you know i've got two pianos already and I've got a guitar, acoustic guitar, an electric guitar, bass guitar, but I never got past the um, the finger bleeding stages with the guitar, so I stick with the piano. Yeah. Uh, started piano in in college, and my primary instrument is is my voice. I'm a classically trained singer. So anyway, I thought, well, what what am I gonna do? I can't can't create any music. Because I don't have a band. And it's kind of boring just me by myself. And so uh, I bought a Roland Juno synthesizer. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's 88 keys. So now I've is, got I've got three pianos. It just, a piano has 88 keys normally? Yes. I know Correct. this because with my niece, uh, when I was visiting her recently, for some reason, we just counted all the keys on the piano, and I remember it was going to be a number that I'm going to remember this, and I remember it was 88, because I'm like, that's an easy number to remember. It's something. Yeah, that's cool. a full keyboard. There's yeah. there's others that you can get, you know, 60, 59. Uh, you can buy smaller keyboards if you, you know, you don't want a huge full-size one. I used to have, one. like, yeah, I used to have these little mini synthesizers, like my grandparents had one at their apartment and stuff, and they're cute. but I don't know how to play the piano anyway, so I don't really know. <laughs> how different it was so anywho this um this roland juno is like a band in a box it's got every instrument on the planet on here and and so i decided okay i'm gonna be my own band as much as possible yes so what i've been doing is trying to learn how to use this thing <laughs> it's like it does so sure. many things and trying to figure it out because I've never used a synthesizer. I just had a traditional digital keyboard. Mm. Must be fun, and though, to, to have control of your own thing. To say, here, you know, I don't... Because I've been learning Canva. Like, how do I draw on here? How do I make a logo for my podcast? I'm like, it's not perfect. I'm not a designer. But I'm like, hey, I can do it myself. We're I don't have to hire things. a designer. Yeah, it's like, why not? And and then put together your own little album. Like, there's a guy when I was in university. What was his name? He had a cool name. But he kind of just made his own album in his basement with an eight track or whatever, and he became really big. And it was like, uh, yeah, why not do your own thing? Like, Billie yeah, you Eilish can do that now. Stuff. You can go to the store and buy your own recording equipment. And yeah, um, you know, I've got Audacity, which is free to record with. Yep. So as far as um, saving time, it was really hard 
with the pandemic, with all the stuff that's piled on top of me to get in here and, and create some music and learn how to use this thing. Mm-hmm. And I decided, okay, I'm going to set aside Sunday. Because once, once you get in here and you start playing around and you start creating things, oh, look, <laughs> yeah, I got a you know xylophone or I can do a timpani yeah. sound. Um, I did a cover for, um, what's that? that show uh the greatest showman and there's a song on there that i covered and recorded and they have timpanis you know big orchestral drums right and i and it's on here on the juno and i'm like oh i'm gonna put that in there i i have it here on (laughs) i haven't figured out the you know the drum section i'm trying to wait till my my husband gets better so he would come here on his kit and record the drum tracks because he's a, a very accomplished drummer yeah um but i had to set set a time for myself to come in here and create whether it's laying some piano and strings whether it's working on some lyrics whether it's hey i'm going to collaborate with somebody which you know, we've got the Zoom. We You can collaborate and talk and songwrite with somebody over Zoom now. And I have yeah. met some friends who were willing to do that. Hey, can you listen to this song I'm working on? It's kind of like... Oh, I love that. I'm not sure if, if this chord sounds right or whatever. Um, so I've, I've had to decide, hey, I'm going to come in here on Sunday mornings. My husband sleeps usually till 12 noon, so it's quiet. And is I'm going sh- to record. Is this like a shed in your backyard or something? Oh, no. We, we, have, a, we have a music studio. That's in where I'm at. It's a music studio. It's yeah. not a shed. But, um, but yeah, we knocked a few walls house. down when we, yeah. when we moved in. And oh, so, yeah, the, the drum set takes up half of the room, and then we've got... Um, we've got a place for the, anybody from the band that came in would stand. And then my, my, uh, my section here has my, my Juno. It has my, my podcast mic, my computer, all this stuff here is my, my music and, um, songwriting books. What are those Um, books behind you? Is this the nightmare? Like, are those all just books? These are all my podcast guests behind me. Oh, so the, all, they all wrote the books. They all wrote the books, and I usually feature their books if they're on the show. So yeah. I've got, like, um, up here is my sheet music. Down here is, like, you know, how to write songs. <laughs> I love it. It's so inspiring to be around books. I remember I had a girlfriend who just loved books, and she saw a picture of a chair once that was, like, bookshelves built into it. She's like, oh, that's my dream to sit within the books. And I thought, oh, that's just a waste of space. What do you need books for? You can... Just look up anything online. And well, she guess wants what? Mail. Yeah, no, books are good. <laughs> if, guess what? If, if the else. internet goes down, guess what? You don't True. have any books. You have nothing. No, and, there's, and there's something comforting about books. Like, if I go to the library now, I'm like, oh, it smells like a library. Like, when I was a kid, and you, you hold the book, library. and you read it. Like, it's, ah, it's, it's, it's grounds you in the world. Um, and, yeah, there's something where you're... Where, you're saying like you just need to book off the time and that's you know because i was all like how do i use canva but when i said okay i'm gonna spend two hours figuring this out today you sit down and you just book out that space and then you do it or you say okay i'm gonna spend an hour working on my guitar or figure out the the piano or whatever and i think that's that because with our phones and laptops like it's too easy to get distracted by things and they were saying like multitasking doesn't exist you can't do two things at once so it just means you're working on one thing a little bit and then another thing a little bit it takes you a while to get into the flow and if something breaks the flow now it takes another 10 minutes to get back into it so just yeah book off the time and 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 use your time efficiently and what you've done is you're like you know it's worth 80 bucks a month for somebody to weed the garden now i've got other things i can do or it's worth um you know what did you what else oh the social media person yeah because even as i was telling you it takes me an hour to record the podcast well i need that time because nobody mm-hmm. it's me talking i can't outsource mm-hmm. that but then when i'm like oh it'll take me an hour or two to get the file up that's not the best use of my time like i could hire somebody else to do with that and i, I enjoy it now yeah, I'll, virtual I'll, assistance 
I'll do it. But yeah, like I mean, I read the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss a few years ago before I left my job, and he was all. And this is ten years ago, so it was all. Um, you know, there's even more you can do now, but he was all like, get a virtual assistant, pay somebody in Vietnam five bucks an hour or whatever to do whatever, reply to your email. Like there's so much you can outsource that other people are happy to do and they're good at it. And then you do what's what's best for you. So it doesn't mean like, oh, I can't waste money. Like it's an investment. It's not a waste of $80 for somebody to do your garden. Yeah. If, if, you know, if they're doing a good job, you have yeah, to underline that. If they're doing yeah. a rotten job, like I tried to hire somebody to do the editing of the podcast i i enjoy editing mm -hmm. but it's like you know three hours of my time to edit in our yeah. podcast and i i i'm very picky and i hired somebody that was um it was affordable it was a dollar a minute and i kept having to send it back saying like okay there's this guy doing a loogie sound mm -hmm. and nobody wants to hear that you need to edit that out or I'm stuttering, you know, I don't want, I don't want people to hear me stuttering and repeating, repeating myself. Mm -hmm. And, and so the second, the second time, the second episode that I had sent them, I sent, they, I sent it back and then I, they sent it back to me and they didn't do anything different. They're still <laughs> I forget it. I'm going to edit myself yeah. <laughs> and save because my podcast is usually, you know, 50 to 60 minutes. So that's 60 bucks out of my pocket. I'm like, yeah, so that isn't worth it if they're not going to do a good job. So that's the caveat. Yeah, just wasting money and your time because now you have to go no, through I it have. all. And then, wait, yeah. I have a deadline. Yeah. I've got to post the podcast and then mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I've got to stay up all night and edit it the right way because I want to put out a quality product. You know? Yeah, so that... Myself, I don't, I don't care about quality. You don't care. About <laughs> that, that's kind of my stand-up act. You know, I, I, if I waited until my comedy was good, I wouldn't be doing this show right now. Um, but if I had to go through and edit this, I mean, I'm already six episodes behind uploading, or five at least, since December. So, I and I told this story last ep episode. I thought, oh, like when I was interviewing people at the film festival, I thought, I'm going to do a vlog every day, like Casey Neinstadt. And I, I sort of filmed stuff all day, and then I sat down to a vlog. It took me hours, and then I didn't do anything that day. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to upload this. I'm going to this is a raw file. Here's our hour interview, and I'll just upload it. And that's good enough for me. And that's just my thing, because I don't, I don't, but I mean, some people want to edit, and they, it would be better. But it depends what you're doing. But right. for me, I've decided, you know what? It's better, better just to get it up and move on with my life. Uh, and and there are people that do that. They don't care yeah. about the ums and the ahs and the, you know, no. sneezes or whatever. I don't they care. don't care. Oh, I love all of that stuff. It's like it's my natural, my natural kind of thing. Uh, I, but it depends. Like some people don't want the loogies in there. And I will tell you about time management is think about the long term. Like mm -hmm. what's really important to you and what is going to be important 20 years from now when looking back. I haven't mopped my floor in six months, okay, and that's that's kind of it. Kind of bothers me, but it's like I don't have any. Um, my husband sometimes will help me and vacuum, vacuum yeah. the floors, um, but I've had to leave the dishes in the sink because it's like, okay, we got paper plates. Yeah. So what? Okay, Whatever. if we run out of dishes, then we'll wash a dish so we can have dinner. Those kind of things. Pick pick what's important to you. Yeah. At the same time, if there's things you can fix that'll make a difference, like uh, I think I think it was James Altucher talking about. I don't know. It was somebody. Maybe no. It was a, a business coach he was interviewing, saying, you know, sometimes he'll go into an office and he'll notice that somebody, like at the meeting, is opening a drawer and he has to fiddle with it for a bit. And the guy's like, "What is that?" And it, so they sit down and they fix it for two minutes, and now it's good. And he's like, "Oh my god!" Like he realized how much time he's been wasting every time he opens that drawer. So sometimes I'll find something and go, "Yeah, why don't I just take that thing out to the garbage or clean up this area that I'm always stepping over things?" Because then it might long term help you be more efficient. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah, it's finding that balance between you know what. I don't care if my floor is dirty. Uh, I'm going to spend my time on other things. Or, you know, if there's something that's kind of always annoying me, then just get it done, spend the 10 minutes, and then it'll it'll declutter your life. Or even just to say, like even just the past uh, little while, I've been going through my clothes going, you know what, I, I wear the same three things every day. Yeah. <laughs> Let me make a big bag of this other stuff so I'm not sorting through it every time. I'm going to donate it. 
right. even during the pandemic, I was like, where do I take clothes? But now I can probably donate things again. And and then, yeah, I'll save time from having to go through this pile of clothes and I'll feel more decluttered in my life because I'm looking at fewer things. I don't have to think every time I'm looking at my shelf, like, oh, what am I supposed to be doing? No, there's nothing on here. So I know I can just work on my podcast. I don't have to think about what am I doing with this old underwear or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, we just need to get Marie Kondo in here, pay her a few million dollars to tell me to throw everything out. I don't know. This, this turned uh, into a, a time-saving podcast, it, it sounds like. Yeah. We were all over the place. So, maybe, um, so that maybe I'll switch the title, too, because I always try to think of a title for these. Like, it used to be just interview with, you know, singer. But now it's like I call it How To, and then it's like How To uh, Manage Your Time with uh, Diana Winkler, uh, a minister or whatever, like a facilitator. And then, and then yeah, like, and that'll be like, the theme, I call it, but then there'll also be other little tips in here. But I like to, I, I like to feel like it's practical. So I, sometimes I feel like a podcast where, like, I want to learn how to do something. Tell me how to do something. Um, sure. And time management applies to everything. And especially when I see somebody like you with all this multi-hyphenate titles, it's like, yeah, how do you find the time? Um, and so that's always been a big, a big thing for me. How do I spend time on what I care about, my passions? How do I find time to do a podcast? How do I also do my job? And um, and then, because I feel stressed, I don't, you know, as much as at the time, if I'm watching a bunch of reels, it's kind of numbing. It's like eating junk food. It's like, fine, it's comforting. It takes my mind off things. But afterwards, I feel sick. I'm like, why did I just spend an hour going through Instagram? Why at nine oh, o'clock when yeah. I start looking at reels? Now it's midnight. I'm like, I just lost three hours. Twitter is that so I toxic. I, I've had to oh, like Twitter, back away from yeah. Twitter because I have other podcasters that are in my genre and yeah. two of them were at war with each other and they're like they're like fighting and mudslinging on twitter and i was like so disappointed and i'm i'm like i'm i'm uh, not even going to do that i'm not going on twitter right now i can't do it i that. never used twitter and i a couple of months ago i thought maybe i'll try twitter so I, I waited in there a little bit and i was seeing all these things from therapists i mean everybody on twitter is just complaining like i'm so oppressed or i I, you know, people uh, being mean to me, like, right. just stop whining, just do your thing. So, and then there was all these therapists saying, oh, other, ther like, people don't appreciate me or other, th I'm like, I said, shouldn't, and then there was therapists <laughs> fighting, and I said, shouldn't therapists be getting, a like, you're therapists, and they're like, you don't understand, it must be you're so privileged, or whatever, like, ah, even they the therapists are attacking people. me. I mean, people would say yeah, things that they wouldn't say to your face, yeah, but they okay. will say something on Twitter or Facebook and be Very horrible human being. Yeah, that's why it just makes me, almost everything on the internet makes me sick. And that's why, like, you know what? The the joy I will get is from this podcast, because nobody's bothering me right now, and I'm not getting messages. I'm I'm just talking to one human being, having a discussion. Although I keep getting these notifications on my phone. i got to turn it off, because I flip it over. It's like, eh. um, I do have a, um, a meeting with my music coach at 11:30 in about five okay, minutes so, so i'll let you go can you cook, cook all right so we'll sum it up just t I, I don't even know what your podcast is so tell me what that is and then i'll let you go <laughs> so my podcast is the wounds of the faithful and you can listen to it on any platform out there on my my website is dswministries.org you can find everything about me on my website my social media, my my mentoring services, Mending the Soul, uh, all of my music that I create, my YouTube channel, my podcast episodes. So, um, and my podcast hey, I... is about healing from abuse. So, I invite you okay, to come well, on. That's that sounds good. And uh, yes, I would like to be healed. Um, and and quickly, I like to ask people like because that that's what I've realized now like. I need a, a website where I, not t don't tell people go to your Instagram, your Facebook, then, you know, Mark Zuckerberg owns your life. Like you, know, you need your own website. Nope, I got where my own website. Find and how did you build it? Is it like a platform? Is it a WordPress? It's a WordPress. It a and I, I yeah. actually hired a coach to teach me how to do WordPress, how to create my website and to maintain it myself because I love it. I got scanned by some, some website designer who, took my money and gave me a half finished website. And so I'm like, Nope, I need to do this myself. So yes. and I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. It's, I think it looks great for, for me doing it myself. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And, and so I'll check it out. And 
I love that that idea. Like, yeah, learn the skills yourself. I, almost anything, any of this technology stuff, they're designing it to be as easy as possible. They're not making WordPress hard deliberately. It's, so it's like, you know what, learn a little bit. You have control over it. You don't have to stress out and pay somebody $50 every time you want to add a headline or something. And and uh, that's great. I love how you're taking control. Great. So go do your, uh, your other thing. And uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks and I promise for... I will get this up uploaded today <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for having me on the show it was fun just to sit and just shoot the breeze and chat about all kinds of stuff that is the thing and that's what i enjoy and i was saying this to the uh, the guy who co-founded the onion a couple of days ago i'm like you know what and he's doing the same thing he's like i just he does his podcast he does two podcasts just like he did when he's a kid he just likes it and i'm like i used to record myself doing a radio show with my tape deck just talking to myself and that's what I want to do. Like, I don't care, really. This isn't about interviewing people with specific questions. I could read a book if I want to learn something. <laughs> but it's just, I want, to, I want to have a discussion with someone. Talk for an hour, maybe learn something. Maybe just feel less alone in the world. And, and that's what this is. That's what my community is. We're good people. We're friends with each other. And, uh, and we're chatting. And hopefully one day I'll come visit your garden and we'll have some tea. And, uh, <laughs> yes, and see what I'm drinking. absolutely. I'm drinking my keto butter coffee with matcha green powder. And mm. this is thing. But I'm, I'm going to live forever with this thing. So, uh so we'll have lots of time to garden. The, what do they say? They say live, uh, live like you'll live forever. Don't dream like you'll live forever, but live like you die tomorrow. I don't, something like that. Whatever. It's all a bumper <laughs> sticker. Let's just do our thing. All right. Thanks for being on the show. Thank Bye. you, Josh.